It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day for neighbors. Would you be mine? Would you be mine? Oh, hey, welcome to the Modern Contemplative Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Randall Ori. <laughs> uh, I just thought I'd start out with something different this morning. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I like that song. And here I am. I'm out in the neighborhood. I'm in the neighborhood of trees, out walking trails, and um, you're joining me this morning out in nature. And it is a beautiful day. I, I like that song because it's just what it says, you know. It's a beautiful day. I, I just I love waking up. I love embracing each new day. It's a gift. You know, we can wake up with so many things in our hearts and minds every day, good and bad, burdens and weights and worries, fears, frustrations, struggles, doubts. But man, it's such a gift to wake up free, free of everything, just uh, with a new start, right? Just to wake up kind of cleansed of all this stuff. And to live in this space. And that's what I'm trying to teach you. That's what contemplative practice is about. Is to just learn how to lean into a different space. Learn how to lean into a space of freedom. A space of peace. A space of surrender. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. We're in the middle of a three-part podcast. The first part, I already did. We already... We already had it was the first part of the uh, uh, a series on this uh, on the autonomous self and surrender. So we talked about I mostly talked about the autonomous self in the first podcast, and what that is, and how that is a frame or a lens with which we see the world. You know, we see the world, and, and I talked about that just how we see reality more. You know, we're trying to get at reality. We're trying to point to reality. But the fact that we really don't see reality true. I talked about Einstein's theory of relativity and just how that is kind of a cosmic theory, too. It's a metaphysical theory. It's a mystical theory. Like, you don't see the world right. I don't see the world right. And so... I was just laying the groundwork for what I want to talk about today is how do we see the world right? And the answer and the remedy to self-autonomy, to this individualism, this egotism, this egocentric way of seeing the world based on me, the self-referential truth, the remedy is surrender. But man, you know, (laughs) I talked about this in in the blog, surrender is a dirty word. In our culture, it's the word of defeat. It's the word for losers and and fools. You know, surrender isn't a word that we like run towards. Like, yay, surrender! Like, it's what happens when you can't make it, when you're too weak, when you, you know, when you, when you give up. So that's surrender. It's just not. It's not seen as this positive word of transformation, but it is. It and it is the solution. It's the right way to see the world. But how is that possible? How is surrender the key? You know, we're about a different S word. 
were about success. But I want to tell you, in God's view, success is surrender. How we get to this place that I just talked about, of freedom, of peace, of security and stability, of groundedness, it's through surrender. And that's why Jesus said, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Like all the things in the world, all the good, you know. I love this idea of inheritance. And if you've read any of the Jewish scriptures, it's God's always talking about inheritance. Like what it, what's coming to you, what, what is rightfully yours, what belongs to you. And the whole earth opens up to people who surrender. That's what, that's what Jesus was saying. Like, how is that possible? Like, how can you let go of everything and gain everything? <laughs> it's one of those paradoxical truths of the universe, you know. Man, I just think sometimes we can work so hard, you know, just grinding it out. We can strive and struggle and, man, and then get so little, you know. And yet, and there's this truth that is the opposite that says you can give up. You can lay down and let go and the whole world opens up to you and things come to you as they're meant to. The things that are meant to. Your inheritance I'm like, I'm stopping to see what... I've seen these little specks out of the corner of my eye. I'm walking through spider webs and... uh, I'm like (laughs) trying to figure out if there's a spider on me. Nature, you know, it's beautiful. (laughs) But (laughs) it has its, uh, you know, it has its issues too. (laughs) Anyway, um, hmm. Surrender. So what does surrender have to do with seeing reality truly? Um, It's taken me a long time to understand this, to get to this place. To see that most of my dysfunction and disturbance, most of the distortion, uh, the dissatisfaction that I experience in life is due to uh, how I fight with reality. How I cannot accept reality. How I try to change reality and control reality. And I talked about this especially in the body center of being. How, how much we try and curate our body and, and our image and our identity. And yet, yet how much we just need to come and accept things as they are. I talked about surrendering to the process. Um, I can't remember. Ah, what was, I can't remember which which um, podcast I talked about that, but but that's that's this this thing that I'm talking about is surrendering to the process, um, letting things be what they are, letting things happen, and surrendering to reality. Like you know, reality's coming at you. I don't know if you realize this, but the world is spinning right completely out of your control. There's so much that's out of your control. Your own body, your own self. Like, what are you... I guess that's the question. You know? And there's two, there's, there's two aspects to this surrender. Man, it's, it's so good. Like, 
the majority of the world is out of your control. So the first part of surrender and getting in touch with reality is just recognizing that reality is happening without you. You have very little control over very much, of, over most things. And so the first point of our dissatisfaction and dysfunction is trying to control things we can't. Um, I can't it's that, the prayer of serenity, I think. I wanted to say it's, it comes from St. Patrick, but I'm not sure about that. You can fact check me. But, um, you know, Lord, give me the grace to... Uh, I'm, I'm going to butcher it here. Give me the grace to accept the things I cannot change and change the things I can. And I, I can't remember all of it. But that's what this is about. Like, like the first part of surrender is just coming to coming to accept the things we cannot change and and leave it alone. Like I, I, I honestly think most of our frustration, dissatisfaction is trying to change and control things that we simply cannot and aren't meant to. Um, I go back to driving a lot and I just uh, I'm a big observer of people, how people act and and like I said, I'm very sensitive to this spiritual energy and so I also kind of have this other component of having this sense of what's going on in, in deeper in people. But when I'm when I'm driving, I just I love to watch people and you can just see the energy of how people drive and there are those people that are just like they're trying to bend reality, right? Like people are in their way and they don't want them in their way. And so they're just, why are they dissatisfied? Because things aren't happening the way they want. But like, who told us that we should want, that we should want to control how things happen for us, to us, right? Like, where did this come from? I mean, that's a good... That's a good place to start with meditation and contemplation. Like, why are you trying to control so much? Why are you trying to control things that you, you can't? I mean, it doesn't even make sense. You're driving down the road. People are in your way. You're late for work. You're trying to get somewhere. You're behind. You know, the clock is screaming at you from the dashboard. <laughs> Right? Oh man, I used to be really bad about this. But but so what do you do? Like you you literally express your dissatisfaction with the fact that things aren't bending to your will by creating this internal pressure of dissatisfaction. Like I don't want this. I don't like that. You're in my way. Darn it, that person is in front of me and I could have gotten around and gotten ahead of all this traffic but this person one person is going slow and so I'm going to ride their bumper or I'm going to I'm going to fume all of that is us trying to will our way through the world trying to control like we're literally not accepting reality we will not accept that something is happening that we can't control, but we want to control it, and we think we should, or we're, you know, I don't know if we, I would say we, we think we should control it, but we're trying to control it, you know, and we're, and we're exuding this negative energy when we can't control, but we want to, this pressure, this dissatisfaction, this frustration, like, we're literally saying, whether we recognize it or not, we're saying, 
I want to change this. I want to control this. I don't like this. This is not the way I wanted it to be. And I'm going to, like, try somehow through this internal energy to do something about this. Feel something, you know. It's... Hmm... I'm not capturing it, I, f- I feel like, but, but I think you get what I'm saying. Like a lot of our internal pressure of dissatisfaction, frustration, it comes from this energy that says, I don't want this to be this way. And I'm trying to do something, exert some kind of energy towards changing this. But that energy doesn't change reality. That energy creates this negativity in us instead. That's the, that's the result. Like the idealized goal is... I don't want this to happen this way, the way that it is happening. I'm exerting this energy to try and change it, but that energy actually can't control or change reality. But what it does is it like boomerangs back to us as all this, all our dysfunction, all our dissatisfaction, our frustration, our anxiety, our anger, you know. And so the first step, the first part of surrender And getting in tune with reality as it is, as it's coming to us, is simply recognizing what we don't control and letting it go. And I, you know, this is, again, this is part of contemplation. Start observing in yourself, you know, when you do that. And that's, it's like, it comes to you. Like, this is what the purpose of all these emotions are, are these feelings and sensations. They're literally telling you when you are trying to control reality. That when you're trying to control things, you can't. That's the purpose. Like, all our emotions, all these knowing centers I've talked about that are, you know, registering the data of the world, they're also trying to tell us when we're doing things that aren't healthy. When you're angry, pay attention. When you're frustrated, listen. When you're unhappy, when you're depressed, listen. Ask questions. Where is this coming from? Almost always, it's coming from the fact that you're trying to control things that you cannot control. And surrender brings rest. It brings peace from all of these things. Now... Here's another aspect of surrender. What are we surrendering to? Like, if we're surrendering to an empty universe, that's what we would call fatalism. That's what we would call um, resignation. I'm not asking you to, to resign yourself to reality in a fatalistic, kind of depressed, and, you know, I'm not asking you to be... Um, Eeyore from from Winnie the Pooh. Oh well, that's the way it is. I'm just going to give up. You know, that's what I, that's that's how we come to see surrender and the negative, right? You're going to give up. You're just going to let life happen to you. Push push you around. You're not going to push back against life. No, you know, everything in us says that's not good. And I agree. I'm not talking about fatalism. So if it's an empty universe, surrender is just is just fatalism. It's just giving up. It's like lay down and die. 
life happens to you, you can't do anything about it, you might as well not get upset, at least you can not get upset about it, but resignation does not bring peace, it does not bring joy. When you're surrendering to nothing, that does not bring peace, it does not bring resolution, and it doesn't really resolve all these things. And that's why it's important to understand that ultimate reality is God. When you surrender to reality, you're surrendering to God. And you're surrendering to a God who is over all things, who is good, who is organizing and moving all of history, all of humanity towards good things. And so you're not surrendering to nothing. And that's important. And that's the work that we have to do. And that's why I think it's so important to understand we have a a divine guide who's leading us in the process of transformation and healing. But we also have a divine guide who is over all things for the good of all things, who is attempting to draw all things into this space of unitive consciousness. That's what I call it, through unitive consciousness, to this place of love, of togetherness, of unity. And like, that's just, I mean, that's it. How can we get to that place? If we will not surrender to the process, and if we do not understand that there is someone in charge of the process, there is this big reality called God, who is moving all things for our good, for all of our good, every person, everything, the whole world, all of the universe. Like God is, God has a plan, God has a purpose and a vision. And that's what we're surrendering to. We're not surrendering to nothing, but like, how can we all come together? in a unified vision that is good and wholesome and healthy. If we don't believe that there is someone out there, there is the unmoved first mover, as I called it. Or when I talked about uh, philosophy and Aristotle came up with that idea, like there's this mover in the world. And so when I talk about surrendering to reality, that first part of surrender, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about... You know, an aimless, empty, just nothingness, giving up and giving in and just resignation. I'm not talking about becoming Eeyore. I'm talking about becoming Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> you notice Winnie the Pooh is just a chipper little dude. Ah, I love that guy. You know, he, he is a little bit um, melancholy sometimes, you know. But he has a positivity about how, when he encounters obstacles, he just knows... You know, it'll be okay. He kind of has a uh, a meandering positivity. A he's calm. He kind of has a calm approach. Like things, it's okay. We're gonna. So he and Eeyore kind of like opposite sides of the same coin. Like Eeyore's surrendered to kind of a resi- He's you know, it's a resignation type of surrender where he's like, ah, oh, I'm just gonna give up. Everything, nothing's gonna work out anyway. It's all yeah, whatever. But Pooh is kind of surrendered in a good way. Like, that's okay. It'll work out. It's a positive surrender, not a negative surrender. Um, but that can only be true if there is this energy force, this personal, you know, supreme, divine father and mother guiding all things. And so that's important too. And, you, you know, I talk about this a lot. Like, I understand people have a lot of issues with this idea of God, you know, 
And there's a lot of distortion. Religion has not done a really good job painting a good picture of God, the reality of God. And I know that's just a continual work that you have to do to come to terms with your idea of God and how you've been taught about God. And um, That's a journey, too, and that's a process. Like coming to the reality of who God is and dealing with a lot of the dysfunction and distortion uh, of how God has been presented to you. But... That's why contemplation is also very important because it says, hey, there's a real God out there that you can come in contact with that can shape the reality of who God is for you. And that's my, been my journey. And uh, maybe that's a surprise to you. Like, God's really there to be experienced. But it's also, like, it can't work if that's not true. This whole thing can't work. You know? I guess for me, I just came to the conclusion, like, if other people can experience God and write about it in a book called the Bible, what's, you know, why not me? Why not me? And why not you? So, the first part of surrender is recognizing what you cannot control, letting it go, letting it be, and letting reality be what it is. But understanding that reality isn't just happenstance and, you know, accident and, you know, it's not a cosmic joke. Stuff happens and you can't control it and don't, you know, I'm not talking about being an Eeyore. I'm talking about reality as God, as the energy force of the universe who is... (laughs) Sorry, I'm like... (laughs) I am so covered in cobwebs. I'm like seeing things out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, okay. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm not afraid of spiders. I can't control spiders. <laughs> uh, I can't control insects. <clears throat> anyway. Um, darn, lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's the first aspect of surrender, though, is just understanding you can't control reality but reality is not against you it's not this um, it's not this cosmic thing that doesn't care about you it's not just you know it's not um, at this impersonal energy that could care less if you live or die like it's a positive personal energy of love trying to bind all things, or does bind all things together, and trying to bring all things together into one. Um, There's this one verse in the Christian scriptures. It's uh, it's Jesus. Jesus reaches this point where, like, he knows what's coming. He's about to be crucified, you know. He's about to die. and He's already said, hey, this this is what's coming. He knows it. But he he has this moment where he, like it's just days before, right? He's alone. He's on this hill above the city of Jerusalem. You know, this Jerusalem was just, it's known as the city of God, the mountain of God, the temple of God. It was just, you know, it was steeped in this long history of this sacred place, you know, this place of God, this favored place. And he stands above looked at the city. He's alone. You know, he knows what's coming. He knows what's going to happen. 
And he says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I have longed. Oh, he says, You who have killed all the prophets I sent to you, how I have longed to gather you under my wing as a hen gathers her chicks. But you were not willing. You were not willing. What he's saying is the reality of God. You know, you would not accept reality. You would not surrender to the reality of God. And the reality of God is I want to gather you together. One family. One race. One global community. That's what God's trying to do. And I believe that message still is God's heart over us today is how I long to gather you under my wing. It's just, what a, what a vision of comfort. Just the warmth of an embrace. God is trying to draw you into himself, into herself. And this warm embrace of love, security, of comfort, all of us. But God is also experiencing the reality of like longing, like, ah, oh, you're still not willing? Are you willing now? Are you willing to come in now and be drawn in to love? And that's, the, that's what I'm talking about. Are you resisting the draw of reality? Are you, or are you able to surrender to it? Are you fighting against it? It's clear. We have this, these clear, um, these clear indications when we're not, when we're resisting reality. It's, it's called human dysfunction, frustration, anger, rage. These are the these are the signs that we're resisting reality. So the first part is recognizing what we cannot control, surrendering that to God. But here's the thing. This can be the harder part, I think. There are things we can't control. But those things need to be surrendered to. There are things in our lives, in our world, things that are under our control. You know, we do control a lot of our bodies. We control what we say. We, we have choice. You know, we have choices in life. <clears throat> those things, you know... We have a field of vision, right? We have a perspective. Even though I, I've said that it's limited and relative, we still have a limited relative perspective with which we can navigate life. Like we can see certain things. We, can, we have a mind. We're smart people, right? We have a brain. We've been trained and taught and educated. We live in the first world. Some of us, Right? We're the masters of our destiny. We control where we go. We decide so much, right? I chose to eat Wheaties this morning instead of Frosted Flakes. I'm in control. <laughs> but here's the thing. If God is real, God is true, if God is the is ultimate reality, God can see all things. He has an un- unlimited perspective of all time the macro-micro level of all things. And why wouldn't we surrender even the things we can control to this bigger perspective? When I have the choice, 
Why wouldn't I say, hey, why wouldn't I consult someone wiser? Like that in the Psalms, <clears throat> in the Jewish Psalms, it was a book of, it's called the Book of Wisdom, I, I believe. But um, it just says like, hey, a wise person seeks the counsel of many, you know. And like, there's no wiser counsel than God who sees all things, who knows where we came from, where we're going, and who I believe created us for a specific purpose and has a specific path. And so, yeah, I can make choices. I have some control in my life. But that's the second part of surrender is even surrendering those things to someone who sees better, who knows better, who understands more than me what life is about and where I'm supposed to be going and what's good for me. Like, I can tell you, you can take my word for it or not, but it's made a world of difference surrendering the things that I can't control to God. It's changed my life. It's changed the direction of my life. I've struggled with anxiety and depression most of my life. I was not, and I am not, a confident person. And I, you know, um, I'm in my third year of running my own business. My wife and I run it together. She's the brains on the brawn, which is scary because <laughs> I'm not not a brawny lad. But um, I can tell you, before my breakdown, I couldn't have done this. I didn't have the confidence to walk into someone's house and say, here's what you need to do. Here's how we're going to do this. And yeah, I'll tear apart, or I can tear apart a whole room for you and put it back together. Yeah, I can do that. Like, no way. I didn't have the confidence to do that. I, was, I, I didn't have the steadiness, you know, the groundedness to know it was going to work out. And even now, like, I trust that God is with me in my work, in all things. I trust that it will work out. I mean... That's the reality is even in the realm of what we do control, in any circumstance, that constitutes so little of how things will work out. You know, we just cannot control that much. Gosh, I'm just constantly pulling cobwebs off my face. That's what happens when you're the first person on the trail. (laughs) You get to clear the cobwebs out. Oh, joy. Anyway. I can be, you know, I recognize that I can be hypersensitive. I am hypersensitive in every way, including physically, like how I, you know, it's like I feel all this stuff. Anyway, um, you know, even in the realm of what we can't control, in any given circumstance, that constitutes so little of how things will work out. And so what begins to happen when we lean so hard into our own control, um, both what we can and what we can't control, Anxiety. How is this conversation going to go? I really needed to go this way. With my boss, with my girlfriend, with my in-laws, with that guy at the, at the um, repair shop. Like, I need it to go my way. So we begin to fixate and fuss and play things over in our minds and we begin to just, like our mind and our our very being is somewhere else than the present. And this is what present-mindedness is about, what mindfulness is about. It's about letting all that go and being here. And the main 
where is reality happening for you right now? It's not happening in the past. It's not happening in the future. It's not happening in a different place. It's right where you are. Surrendering to reality is about being where you are in the moment all the time. And just uh, just being in it and accepting it and surrendering to it and mm, taking a breath. It's about peace. It's about joy that comes from giving up the things we can't control and the things we can and understanding there is such a bigger reality of control. This, this character we call God who is moving all things for our good, whether we can perceive it or not. And letting go. Stop trying to control things and stretch our mind and our being into the future and trying to make things happen a certain way and letting things happen and trusting. That's hard to do. I don't know if we're wired for that at all. It doesn't seem to come natural to us. It doesn't seem to come easy. It hasn't come easy for me. But I can tell you the story that has opened up in my life, the narrative and the path through surrender is, man, I could have never charted this course for myself. could have never started my own business. It's not even what I wanted to do. I didn't want to work construction. It was not my vision for my life. And yet I can look back over 25, 30 years and see that's where my life's been moving. But I can tell you without a doubt, I would have never walked through that door by my own choice. Even when it was presented to me, I, had, I only came to it because I was looking to God for direction to guide my life. And I was listening. I was paying attention to the things going on around me circumstance. I was paying attention. I was discerning. Not, I wasn't asking myself, hey, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? I was asking, I was asking the universe, where am I supposed to be going? And I'm looking, I'm looking outward, not looking inward. Looking inward is control. What do I want? What do I want to do? Why, do, why you know, what would I like? Oh, that was eerie. I just heard some scream. I'm sure it's nothing. I'm just in the middle of the, you know, huge forest. <laughs> you know, we can look in inward for direction. That's control. What do I want? How do I want this to happen? And then we can move forward with this agenda, with this pre-programmed, predetermined way thing we think things should work. It's called expectation. I guess what we're going to meet reality, and the difference between our expectation and reality is all of our frustration and dysfunction. Or we can let it all go. Let all that pour and seep out of us and come to every moment empty. Looking for what is supposed to happen. Like ready for things to happen as they're meant to happen. Surrendered. Calm. Peaceful. You know, and there's a wrestle. I mean, there's a wrestle. There's there's moments when things happen and it's all good. And like we're, we're laughing. We're with friends. It's like... We're enjoying life, and it's not hard to accept the reality of those moments, but there's so many moments. Things are happening that we don't like, and what's the response in those moments? Well, I don't like that. I'm not going to accept that. No way. Pushback. Frustration. Or we can say, 
You know what? I'm not the one who's moving all this. I'm not the one in control, and I'm not trying to be in control, and I can let it go. What? I didn't come to this moment expecting it to work the way I thought it should. In fact, I didn't. I, I've just stopped that whole game. I've stopped th- thinking that things should happen the way I want, so I've stopped trying to plan it out. I've stopped, trying, I've stopped expending mental energy towards even having thoughts about the way I want things to work out. Now how I want things to work out is how God wants them to work out. And so I don't even have to think about how things should work out anymore. I can tell you, man, there's such a freedom when we just let go of all that. All the energy we pour into expectation and manipulation and trying to control circumstance and and reality. Like, I can tell you, a huge space opens up inside you when you dump all that out of yourself, out of your container. You just pour it on the ground. Like, I'm just, I'm done with trying to make things happen. Even the things that I could control. And let me tell you, the reality is that anything that you could control is just a fraction of what's going on. Like, you know, there's so little we control. There's so little of everything. You know, the, the part that we control of anything is just a small part. And so there's this freedom and this expansiveness that opens up inside us and, and, and opens the world up to us. When we stop meeting the world with agendas and expectations, when we're not trying to drive things to us, make things happen for us, there's such a peace in surrender, a calmness. And I can say, I can wake up. I can wake up without all this weight on me of the way I think things should happen or the way things didn't happen the way I thought. I can wake up and say, It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day for neighbors. Would you be mine? Would you be mine? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day for neighbors. Would you be mine? Would you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? (laughs) Full circle, man. Full circle. It's so good waking up with a blank slate. And not pouring my expectation into every nook and cranny of every moment. But meeting the moment where it is. Being in the moment as it is. Letting it go. Letting it be what it is. And giving up control. And understanding somebody else in control that does this better than me. Who has my good in mind. And can work it out better than I ever could have imagined. And that's the life I'm living. And that's the life that you could live. It's so beautiful. It brings me to tears. The deep well of goodness and contentment. Peace that you can draw from. When you start drawing from a source bigger than yourself. When you surrender I can't even describe it. Man. I can't describe the peace, the joy, the contentment. But I can also tell you how hard it is to wrestle to this place. And to continue wrestling to this place. But man, you can wrestle against reality, or you can wrestle to get to reality. 
And one expends energy towards nothingness. Like you just, you're fighting against things and, it's, and you're going to lose. <laughs> you're going to lose. Or you can fight towards surrender and you're going to win. And the world is going to open up to you. Blessed are the meek, the lowly, the surrendered, the calm, the patient, for they shall inherit the earth. All things will open up to you when you start, when you put down the can opener, you start trying to pry, stop trying to pry the lid off and just let it go. Let what's supposed to come to you come to you and let what is not supposed to come to you just fade away. That's surrender. That is success in God's view. It's surrender. It's a beautiful day. I hope that you can embrace it with that freedom. You know, you can let go of the struggle, the frustration, and embrace this God presence which is right with you already, which is trying to lead you to good things, which longs to gather you under the wing of God's embrace. I hope you can feel that. I long for you to experience that. That's so good. It's so good. Ah. You can breathe it in. Well, look, I, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you joining me. I hope this has been helpful and life-giving to you. I hope it sets a goal in front of you that is good. It takes time. It takes surrendering to it, you know. You can't make it happen. You can only give in to it. You can only let it happen. Learn to let it happen. <sighs> I love you guys. I hope you can embrace the love that is there for you. The love that is leading you and guiding you to good things. So, This has been the Modern Contemplative Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Randall Ori. You know, if, you, if this is the first time you're tuning in, you can go back and hear the first podcast on the autonomous self and surrender. And, and there's one more coming up, so... Um, stay tuned for more. I really appreciate you guys listening and joining in with me in this, this journey, you know. All right. See ya.